A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review this Rampage baby, but also AEW Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2 but oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick, look ahead to Rampage tonight and the go-home show ahead of Full Gear this weekend. You did an extended preview with Hamlet yesterday, of course. Um... All about Full Gear. I haven't had a chance to really get your thoughts ahead of this weekend's pay-per-view. How are you feeling? Well, let me know how I'm feeling about Rampage as well, broadly, after that. But, uh, yeah, Full Gear, you know... (sighs) It's one of those things where it all hinges on the main event for me. Yeah. And every time I see the firm on screen in these really small buildings that AEW are running in front of, these small houses Mm. in big buildings, shall I say, these small houses with these quiet fans, and I see the firm in the main event, I just think, this ain't AEW. Like, this is not main event here. This is not white hot. I don't know what these geeks are doing here. Are they the aces and eights? It's... I took my licks. Yeah. But then you consider every single question they've asked you, and I might have arrived at what I think's going to happen in the main event. Ooh. And maybe even the name. It's a weird thing, because you've got... A, wrestler who out of literally every wrestler on the planet does not eat a mouthpiece what if he gets two and it's bivens and regal and it's the unholy trinity Ooh, because you've been asked basically is he going to be a baby face and just win it clean is he going to turn heel again and align with a firm, a la Aces and Eights, or is we, or are they the ultimate red herring, and it's going to be um, William Regal he sides with. Maybe it's both, <laughs> Bivens and Regal, and they could call it the Unholy Trinity. I like that. 
And the devil has the devil on one shoulder and the and devil on the other yeah, shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he, they come to the ring and they sit on his shoulders as he cuts a promo every week. Just yeah, to show yeah, how yeah. bloody strong he is as well. So I do like the mystery. And it's not it's not like quite TakeOver where they just say that some generic copy to each other about intensity and moments and all this rubbish that they used to pass for storylines in the NXT <laughs> era after 2015, okay? And you think, oh, well... I'll never watch this week to week because it's really dry and formulaic and bland, but the match will be awesome. I'm not quite going into that into it with that headspace. It, I feel like everything they're doing is v- wildly uneven on TV, but it will all converge to create drama out the ass on mm. the night itself. The Elite are coming back. I'm thrilled. I'm a little worried that they're going to do the usual, like really good and sports-oriented we might lose this one because we're not ready yet. Just be stars. It's just be stars on this occasion, boys. And various other things have been built well, but I just don't have the same feeling I used to do mm. about this promotion. So, do you know what, you know what I was thinking about this? And I, I, I don't know if I've just been spoiled or if Tony Khan has somehow stumbled into every bad booking trap all at once this year, which he kind of has. A combination of the two. I just, I'm not really feeling it. And I've spent the last four or five months of my professional career really trying to articulate why that is. You know me, Sid. I'm, I'm an optimist. You are. I uh, I literally just spent the SmackDown preview attempting to convince you that actually Mustafa Ali booking's good on uh, on Monday Night Raw. Go and check that out, SmackDown preview, wherever you get your podcast from. I think, and I came up with this phrase, and it's uh, it's a unique phrase that I invented. Um, never been said before. Um, the night is darkest just before the dawn. Right, that's just that's re- uh, yeah, yeah. You remember we were talking about this in the office the other day. There's a, a British pop star uh, called Alexandra Burke who won our X Factor, which is like pop idol. They did it a bit in America, but everyone was like, yeah, "We've got pop idol. We're all good, thing. or American Idol, or whatever it is." She came back to England, having done some time in America and done nothing, um, and said, uh, "Yeah, I've, I've picked up this phrase over there, um, the elephant in the room." And I thought I could bring that to. British audiences. <laughs> Everyone went, yeah, we've we've heard that phrase, but what? what? She literally wrote a song about it, and it's like, this isn't like, whoa, what? what? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, what a great metaphor that is for a really glaring problem that no one can avoid. So, no, what I'm saying here is, you know, I agree, the, the, the looking at Dynamite recently, it's not, not, not been good, Al, in terms of the, the audience, the, the, the shots of, Bits topped off, and like I saw the figures yesterday, but there's 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 there's, a, there's factors that go with that. With the I think it was NBA games or whatever it may be. Regardless, disregard all that. Like you say, I I hope, and I think there's a good chance of this happening. That full gear will be the line that we draw under this pretty crappy period for AEW. That's also had some really good TV, which as is well. yeah, which yeah. is also yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like. It's been rubbish, but there'll still be some absolutely unforgettable moments in 2022 in AEW. So I'm hoping that Full Gear finishes and you go, right, okay, so let's just look across, the. let's just, you know, survey the the scene now. You could have. I'm not suggesting this is what's going to happen. Jamie Hayter is world champion. You could have Soraya. Oh, she can really goo despite everything. Tag team champions now heal Keith Lee, fully heal, and swerve, breaking everyone's dreams, destroying the acclaim. 
Trio's champions, the elite, world champion MJF. It's not that bad of a place to be, no, is it? No, not at all. Um, look, I think full gear will be great on the night, but I miss weekly, incredibly yes. compelling, vibrant, loud, full, creative as all hell, white-hot episodic TV, and I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that. And I should say, I'm fine. I also realised that she, she wouldn't be world champion, would she? She'd be interim world champion. But I'm also okay with Tony Storm because I think she's been doing some great stuff as well recently. I just Jamie Hayter makes things interesting with Britt Baker of like the 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 difference between the two nights of like you lost to someone who hasn't been in a ring for about I don't know how many years. Yeah, and Jamie Hayter's now effectively world champion elect. Could be tasty. Um, before we get to, to well, it is sort of rampage, I suppose, because there's the matches on here, but bigger picture stuff. Could Ricky Starks go all the way? He should. Because you got this eliminated tournament and you got it a little bit wrong, I think it's fair to say, last week. I'm just checking to see if Hamlet's not going to burst into to Lambasters. Rampage review. You have a job. Yeah. Um, we thought it was going to be last week. Then it was going to be Dynamite. Now it's tonight. Big picture stuff again here. It's Ricky Starks versus Lance Archer tonight. The winner of that faces Brian Page on zero hour. Brian Page? Brian Cage on zero hour. And then the final will take place on Dynamite, which I said to Andy this morning. He's actually, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's a, a good, good thing because it doesn't spoil who the world champion is going to be. It's a fantastic thing. Um, I think you can go all the way. Look, Winter is Coming emanates from Texas. And if you look at the various clues spotted, if you want this MGF heel turn to work, and all indications from MGF is that he's desperate to stay a heel yeah. in the face of crowds not wanting to to be a heel. He keeps saying over and over again, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist and he's trying to convince people that the heel doesn't exist. But he does and it's going to be revealed at the end of Full Gear because these fans are trying to no-sell all of this and they just want to cheer MGF. You know, the clear comparison is that he's the Rock in 1998. They are have they are going to have to, and it's just as well they can really book baby faces. They are going to have to line up some really, really strong baby faces if this is to be tenable. This MGF is a heel actually uh, run. It's going to be bloody hard because those ingrates in Bridgeport, Connecticut, <laughs> booed John Moxley. wasn't his best night, but look at the air he's had. Look at how much he's given you, right? And he's going to put MGF be on his holidays. Over. Yeah. He should be on his holidays, and he's going to do the thing that you want him to do and put MJF over. Just don't be an arsehole with John Moxley. <laughs> uh, way, it's Moxley. They, it's, so it's gonna, they're going to have a bloody job if, in fact, it is going to go this way. And I think it's going to go this way. Ricky Starks in Texas is the almost perfect TV-level challenger. Mm-hmm. And getting him over by fighting two monsters and a guy who's... Not as much of a monster, but bloody tall and powerful. Mm. Is babyface stuff out the ass. So it's just this weird thing where sometimes I rave about this product and how carefully they consider things and the detail that goes into it without ultimately really feeling it. I don't know when this dissonance is going to end. As you say, hopefully it's um, after Dynamite. Because it's weird, like uh, after Full Gear, it's constantly in two minds. Because I'm thinking, eh, full gear. The, what I said, Hamlet uh, yesterday, when we did the full preview, mm-hmm. which you can, of course, listen to now on Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, mm-hmm. wherever you get. Yeah. 
um, for the full hour-long feature full gear preview is that I'm not as excited as I was for full gear 2021, put it that way. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm quite looking forward to Rampage tonight. And uh, Wilborn. I wonder what you're up to there. What am I doing now? (laughs) I am setting my alarm. That's what he's doing. I don't know why you're laughing. I'm setting my alarm for... Uh, still, why you ask are, people ask why this, this podcast isn't videoed sometimes. <laughs> why? I don't know why you're laughing. I'm setting my alarm for... Oh, oh, oh! 6 a.m.? Yeah, nice and early tomorrow to... Oh, yeah, we've not got no time to review this. We'll be reviewing Full Gear on Monday, by the way, everyone. A.M. Because it's Junakiyama, baby. Well, we'll save that. I'm going to make you wait, baby. God. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Before, uh, let's talk about the uh, world title match that's happening tonight. The FTW Championship is on the line. Hook, remember him, um, is defending against Lee Moriarty. I love Lee Moriarty, man. Yeah, me too. Is it bad that I'm... And it's a bit of an indictment of the way they've handled Hook, considering how big and awesome he was late last year upon his debut. 
is about that. I'm looking forward to this match as much as I am as a result of the match itself, and also because it indicates without confirming that Hook isn't going to be on the full gear zero hour, which means that there's going to be a lot less on it than normal, and it's going to be just a, a nice, more compact, less arduous experience of watching this thing that you pay $50 to do. You know what I mean? Like 11 matches at full gear now, one on the one on zero hour, as far as I'm aware. I expect, Wilborn, that there's going to be 12 by the end of the day. Did you watch Rampage last week? Yes. Orange Cassidy defeated... Factory member. There was a little bit. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And I think that we're going to get Orange Cassidy, who it would be weird if he's not on full gear in any capacity. And as a result of that being weird, all right, that's why he's not being announced yet, because he's going to work QT Marshall. Yeah. It'll be a fun eight minutes, but a fun eight minutes is not necessary for these marathon shows. It just doesn't do it on Dynamite. Yeah. Do it on friggin' Dynamite, for God's sake. At Full Gear last year, they had one buy-in match. Just one. And it was a nice party match. And that was before All Out, there was one. I don't know where this four-match... They perfected their pay-per-view formula last year. All Out and Full Gear. Yeah. Right? And I know one of them had simply one buy-in party match, and it was a 10-man tag, and it was really fun, and no, and everyone was just like, up! And then they were up for all of it. One of the loudest main events in AEW pay-per-view history. One of the best events they've ever done. Just don't take the piss. It's mental. No one wants this except the ultra-deranged who, dot, 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 are going to buy whatever. Yeah. Right? It's time they really, really listen to this thing about the pay-per-views. Keep it as compact as possible. Don't put Orange Cassidy on it just for the sake of getting another star on there. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and But this match should be really good. Yeah, I'm glad this is here, though, like you say, rather than Zero Hour or, or the paper itself. Yeah, absolutely. You know what they could do, you know, Hook versus Austin Gunn at the paper for Zero Hour after he falls afoul of the gun club after the conclusion of this match of Moriarty on Rampage tonight because we need four matches on the fucking Zero Hour. We don't. <laughs> we don't. But I'm really looking forward to this, as much in itself because it's a test for Hook. He's been fighting geeks and he's been killing geeks and he's been just throwing geeks and getting behind the backs of geeks with a lightning quick penetration step for so long that, eh, a bit bored now. This is an actual test. This is an actual match. This is a real good indication of his progress and maybe what he does subsequent to this. I'm really looking forward to it. Hook wins. Yeah, uh, this is the thing. I think Hook wins. But there's also a tiny bit of my head where I'm like, if I didn't, like you say, he's been doing a lot of stuff for a, near, well, a year or so now, hasn't he? And I'm not saying that you have to take the FTW Championship is not, you know, it's not in the same columns as the TNT or whatever it may be. But I feel like the combination of that and it's Lee Moriarty and the bigger picture of the firm, there might be a bit where he gets a near, not even a near fall, a one count on hook. And I go, oh, I wonder if they're going to, you know, the firm's got some gold now. Like, it's the easiest thing to defend in the world because you've got all the people to just bump off of. Maybe maybe they hot potato it between Hook and, and Moriarty for a while. I don't know. I think Hook wins. Yeah. But there is this sliver of doubt that will get me nibbling on an airfall, and I think that's always what I all I ask for, really, in these sorts of matches. Yeah. Uh, right, let's talk about the match you were desperate to get in here and talk about. Athena versus Madison Rain. And why? Why do these podcast previews, like, encourage me to be cruel? <laughs> I don't want to be... I love being cruel when I'm punching up. 
Yeah. Right. So I process things that are just bad and deserve to be, like, conveyed as bad, okay? I'll punch up a Triple H, I'll punch up a Vince McMahon, I'll punch up a Shane McMahon, I'll punch up a Kane, I'll punch up a Road Dog. I'll punch down at how absolutely bad Madison Reigns in ring oeuvre has mm. been since she signed with AEW. I know who's going to win. I know no one's going to give a toss about the match. And I know from the precedent of her previous matches in this promotion that it's going to be bad or not good. Uh, hey. I was talking to Murray about this when he when we were discussing what was going to be on Rampage this week. And I just said to him, Madison Rain doesn't get over. She doesn't give you a good match. She might be a really good coach. Yes. Hence why she's been hired as a coach as her primary job. I hope that's the case. She's not good in the ring. She doesn't get over, and the matches are a obligatory, cold addition to any TV show she's on, and I find it inexplicable that they keep doing this. And I was saying to Murray, if they want an ever-present who has got this cachet of veteran experience where it theoretically only, in the case of Madison Rain, counts or means something when you beat her, they clearly don't see Serena Deeb as a face-of-the-company type. She's already had her pay-per-view title match, which is awesome, by the way, and it didn't go her way, which is an indication of, oh, they don't see her for mm, that yeah, slot yeah, anymore. Yeah. She can be the person who loses all these matches because they'll be good matches. And if you beat Serena Deeb because she's such a doyen, I'll believe that the person has actually achieved something of note that I have actually invested in and enjoyed. I don't know why Deep isn't in the rain position. I've got no earthly idea. I understand sometimes, right, why he won't book a Miro. Why he won't book a certain, like, wrestler because he doesn't want to beat them yet, but they're not ready for his big main picture pay-per-view plans. I've got no earthly idea why Deep can't do the, the rain roll. I absolutely don't. It's just... Basics for me, that. Yeah. Booking basics. Yeah, it's it's such a, an obvious... More than, more so than the FTW Championship match. Athena wins. They go about mm, eight minutes. It's cut to balls because of the, the, commercial. the commercial break in the middle. Commercial. So it'll start. They'll spill to the floor. Go to break. Come back. One, two, three, Athena. I tell you what, if nothing else, I like this because they are clearly prepping Athena for the winner of Storm versus Hater. And I still think it's going to be Storm. And Storm and Athena have some real good glimpses of in-ring chemistry. Their stuff in the four-way at Grand Slam was like really hot, mm. really well worked. Give me that for Winter is Coming. So maybe Athena winning here on telly will put that idea in mind of, oh yeah, she beat Madison Rain. I completely forgot about that match because it was forgettable. Ah, so that's why she's got, got this a promo room. afterwards. Then just don't give her just a oh, there you go, it's a win that no one will remember next week. I cut an impassioned promo. It's taped, isn't it? Just it's taped. taped, yeah. So no, it's not taped. Oh, it's not taped. It's live. Live. Just cut a promo and say, as you can tell by my recent in-ring conduct, that's a bit controversial. I'm getting very impatient about not being in this title picture, and I'm taking out taking it out on people who are clearly several several steps below where I'm at right now. I want a real challenge. I want that AEW yeah. Women's Title, and then she can be built up as a credible challenger, even more so ahead of Winter is Coming. Love that. Yeah, it makes makes use of this match that otherwise, because the Women's Division has been vastly improving in, in AEW. You know, you look, you've got three 
genuinely interesting female storylines going into Two. To, to, into full gear. I like the Nyla Rose stuff. I like Nyla Rose. And I like Jade Cargill. I don't like Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill. But I'll, I'll, I think this is the thing. The story is one thing. And like I say, I'm biased because I like both characters in this. The whole, yeah, all right, that's fine. Then the bell rings. Well, that's the bit I'm looking forward to. Nyla Rose, I mean, Nyla Rose, I feel awful for her. She always loses the big one. But my God, does she look good doing it a lot of the time. And yeah, just going to make jog, jog, remind everyone, Jade Cargill, bloody hell, this is the, you know, the toughest, biggest opponent she's probably faced in this run with uh, this undefeated streak. Yeah. But like you say, it's uh, an, in- an interesting choice from Tony Khan, as always, yeah. regarding the women's division. Right, let's get to it then. Um, a match I know you've been giddy with excitement to talk about for, for days now. Um, I'm happy because Takeshita's back in a ring and I've fallen in love with him this year. You're happy because Junaki is having a match in AEW. And also on the other side, it's pretty good as well, Kingston and his little mate. Uh, Kingston and Ortiz. Oh, brother. This match is going to rule. Um, the only potential problem with it is that these... this these I hate talking about it in these sort of like before and after terms, like a seismic event has happened, whether that's brawl out or the broad decline of the company itself. Old AEW crowds really probably, more likely than not, would have gone crazy for Junakiyama. And it's weird because there was more of them then. Yeah. <laughs> and now that you, it feels like, because there's a smaller concentrated amount, you think, oh, at least the hardcores, the hardcore of the hardcore are still there making noise. They're not making noise and they don't know who Shibata is. So what what's going on? At least I actually... so much more the other week. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Are, you, are, are you telling me that a lot of people know who these guys are and the casuals are the ones who were into it and now the remaining hardcores just like AEW guys. I, mm. That would fly in the face of what people say on Twitter. I used to say if it's still there. <laughs> So I'm a little bit apprehensive about the reaction Akiyama gets because they'll struggle to put this over as the big, really cool moment that it is if they don't go up for it. But you know what the happy byproduct of Jun Akiyama appearing in AEW is? He's awesome and he'll get them into the match because he's great and Eddie Kingston's super over and Takeshita, um, even in 2022, really got over as a cult hero. So this match should stand every chance of being great. I feel bad for, for Ortiz. I was only joking yeah. with the, the little comment. It just feels like... Kingston's like, yeah, I want to do this. And Ortiz's like, yeah, bollocks. I'm not, I'm not busy. I'm and not doing I'm, anything. And I'm great can at wrestling. I, can yeah. I come to? Yeah, can I get involved in this? Can I come to? This match, I feel, will be so well plotted around the spot that people are expecting to see. And that is Yunakiyama doing an exploder suplex onto or off the apron and onto the floor below. And they will build the tension build the struggle, and that will inform an eruption of a pop. Um, and I think there's a little bit of uh, foreshadowing here because um, Kingston was talking about a match with Hiroshi Hase that um, Junakiyama had, and yeah, I just feel like they're going to mirror some spots in there, but the big one is Junakiyama's exploder suplex onto it off the, ra- off the apron. Did it to tremendous effect in an absolute classic war against Kabashi in the Dome. And I hope that they'll build this match around it. He's 53 years old. Maybe not that great an idea, but they really want to fight each other. I feel like this is Kingston's big full gear, dot, 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 weekend moment. And they still really want to do something with him. So I feel like we're going to get it. I feel like they're going to make you think you're not going to get it. I feel like they're going to make you want to see it. And... It's going to be awesome when it does happen. And as you say, in and around that, you've got Takeshita just 
blown Ortiz oh. to bits with his explosive offense. This could be special. This yeah, could be I'm, special. I'm, I'm hoping this is another springboard for Takeshita as well, not to disregard Junakiyama and all this, but yeah, Takeshita is someone who I was shamelessly uh, unaware of, to be honest, until he arrived in AW, and now I think he's one of my f- favorite new wrestlers of, of 2022. Uh, alongside Logan Paul. I didn't expect that at the yeah. start of this year. Uh, I've got mixed emotions about Eddie Kingston because I'm pissed off that we were just like, oh, cool. Well, you got the t- you know, the title goes, duh, 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 and maybe, oh, fingers crossed, there's at least the, the chance of him becoming world champion for a week or at least fighting for the world title, and that's not come to pass, and that's annoying f- me. It feels a bit further away that than that it ever was. Sailed, yeah, yeah, now. But I like the fact of, like, Offer, you know, the, the, the trade off. I love the trade off a guy so much. Yeah, all right. We won't do that, but you can just every pay per view cycle will just chuck you in with a Japanese legend that you adore and would always love to have a match with. So I don't know. I don't know whether that's the trade that Eddie would have accepted at the start yeah. of this year, but uh, yeah, who do you think wins? Tony Khan has got the nicest way of de emphasizing a wrestler yeah, from his yeah. company ever. FTR and Eddie Kingston must be having a great time, and everyone else is moaning on their behalf. It's yeah. like, you know, they're loving this. They are loving their lives right now. Tony Khan's just a benevolent guy. We're here for a billionaire hamphlet. Oh, sorry, he's not here. <laughs> you can ask us something, one more thing? Yeah, who's going to win? Oh, it depends if they are going to do the singles on zero hour. I thought, I know what, I read, oh God, that means we're going to get a singles match between them. Maybe it's just this, and maybe you should just like accept that it's a great little thing. Um, Kingston and Ortiz. Yeah. I think, I think you're right there. This, this is the main event. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to work out how they lay out this show. I feel like, I don't know whether you open with a title match or open with Ricky or, I don't know. I don't know how this, this show is going to be laid out, but I, I like I the idea this is a main event. I think they close with Ricky. Yeah, might be. Might be yeah, I suppose, because make sure you catch that on zero. Uh, yeah. Big Excalibur, one big breath. <gasps> all that all that stuff. Well, anyway, look, looking forward to Rampage tonight. And, of course, full gear this weekend. Uh, if you missed it earlier when I mentioned it, uh, myself, Sige, and hopefully Hamlet, um, will be reviewing full gear on Monday and giving all of our thoughts of it. Then, um, just annoying scheduling conflicts means that we are unavailable this weekend. Stop point pay-per-views on a Saturday. Everyone, it really annoys me. <laughs> I like Sunday. And we, you used to love a Saturday, didn't you? I, I liked a Saturday, but just purely for, especially this time of year, just Sunday, I do all the bollocks I have to do at the weekend, come in Sunday, boom, pape, and then... It's yeah. essentially your Monday. Yeah. That's, it just is frustrating. It, I don't know. It's one of those, if you're not, I love a Sunday if you're not watching it live, it's better, probably better for it to be a Saturday because you can just catch up at your leisure on Sunday, but I like watching it live and doing the live streams. But anyway, regardless, we'll be uh, reviewing it all on Monday. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your predictions. Uh, yeah, and if you haven't done so already, make sure you check out Hamlet and Sige, giving a full-throated, full-gear preview. Uh, what cool dressing, wherever you get your podcasts from. Also on there right now, uh, the SmackDown preview, and we'll be back later, me, Sige, and Phil, to uh, well, ch- probably chat a little bit more about Full Gear and have a hashtag bloody good quiz on wrestle culture. But now, uh, let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow Michael Sidgwick on there at um, Sidgwick. Well, for the time being, I yeah. suppose you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. This has been the Rampage Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.